any delay on our end equals a delay on the closing end. And it usually, if we have a one day delay, ends up being mean two to three day delay in the back end. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. This Today is an exciting day for real estate. How are you doing? <laughs> this is an exciting day for real estate. Every day is an exciting yes, day absolutely. for real estate. Man, it's uh, it's been a whirlwind over the last like year and a half with you know with everything. Of course, like it's not just real estate. It's not like oh, real estate investors, we've got this whirlwind. Nobody else does, obviously. But it's just been crazy. You know, you just think about back prior to pandemic, then pandemic, and then leading up to now, and it it just it's it's been a, a wild little ride here. Um, and so it's but it's always it's there's. It keeps you on your toes. There's always something. It's 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 uh, it's interesting. You know, we talk about the pandemic because that's what's right in front of us. You know, we we just we quite quite frankly are kind of still in it, right? But it's it feels like it's winding down. So it feels like it's getting to be over. Hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, we it's been a wild ride all the time. There's never, there's never a dull moment. If you're, if you're in this industry and you're trying to make waves and make things happen. Um, ever since I started, I mean, you know, I started right during the great recession, things were wild then. And you get, there's just been so many, you get political changes, you get, you know, local influences. Uh, there's just so many different things that, that can affect your, uh, I guess your, your day-to-day and your perception and like your planning and all that kind of stuff. I was just asked actually by an investor today. He said, what's your, what's your five-year and 10-year plan? And it's like, well, I don't know. You know, I do know kind of, right. I've got plans in place, but my plans are be are very open to being disrupted. Right. Because I don't know what's going to happen in the economy. And I said, well, look, if the economy, if the economy tanks and real estate goes down with it, I'm going to be buying like crazy. I'm going to be out there. My business is going to grow really rapidly. But if it stays status quo, like it is today, my business is going to grow very, very slowly and methodically. And boy, there could be so many different like scenarios within that, that could morph how my business grows and changes and what directions it goes. And all of a sudden, maybe we go, Hey, we really don't like this asset class or within even the asset class. You know, so, so many different ways and different things that could happen. Um, that, yeah, I, I have a plan, right. But the plan is open to be disrupted. Yeah, great point. It's all about how you adjust and adapt to whatever the world and market conditions are presenting you. You know, if you're sticking with the same plan, regardless of what's going on, you're going to be like blockbuster and uh, fade away. That's true. You know, I mean, that's a great point, though. Blockbuster just had their plan and they stuck to it. They didn't care about what was happening around them. They had their head so far down into the sand or so far up there that they couldn't see the, the sky's above them. They, they couldn't see what was going on. And you look at some of the auto, you know, like Ford and General Motors and, and that, I mean, they, they had, they had the industry just completely surrounded 
and they let all these other companies come in and completely disrupt the industry. And, and there's so many examples of that, that if you're not willing to adjust and just pivot and change and, you know, and, and you're stuck with your goals so hard, people always harp on goals and I love goals, but we also have to understand goals aren't set in stone. Goals are meant to be fluid and broken and changed and fixed and adjusted constantly. So we should always be looking at our goals. We should always be making them, but we should always be adjusting. If we're not adjusting our goals, we're not doing ourselves justice. Yep. I look at my goals daily and, and sometimes they vary from day to day, but generally they're my guiding principle to what I need to focus on uh, at any given moment. I, you know, I write my goals down at the beginning of every year. And uh, quite frankly, I should probably stop doing that. I should probably only write quarterly goals because even right now it's, it's, uh, it's June, it's June 1st. Hey, my goals today are a lot different than they were in December, late December, when I wrote those goals, they just are. I mean, there's definitely similarities, right? There's definitely a lot of things that are very, very similar, but there's some things that have changed and have adjusted. And, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more excited about the senior care industry than I ever was. Um, I wanted to buy a few properties in that, but I've totally changed my outlook in that. You know, it just, just overall, my goals have shifted and adjusted and, and actually gone with the market and what's working and what's not working with us. So how do you know when it's time to change your goals? I think it's really important just to really be uh, open to, I think it's important to just understand what's going on day to day, like what's working, what's not working, really reflect on that stuff. Are you spending some time every day to really journal, really think, uh, meditate, whatever works for you? Are you talking with other industry uh, leaders? Are, are you in a mastermind group? Like what, what are you doing to engulf yourself in the industries that you're in? And, you know, just being open and receptive to thinking about, you know, how could we change for the better or how can we go deeper into what we're doing right now? So I, I just think it's just, just be open and honest with yourself and uh, understanding again, that goals aren't set in stone. You're never going to lock them in. And if you are, you're going to be blockbuster. <laughs> so well, that's not even what we're talking about today, but one more thing I wanted to hit on. I thought I just, I told you right before, we hit the record button. Um, I was gone um, up to one of my buddy's lake places that he just purchased and he's building a cabin. And so we went up there, my family and um, his family, and I helped him frame up the, um, the walls. And I had my phone that I just left alone. And so Matt, you had booked a meeting with me to do a podcast and I totally missed the meeting and I apologize for that by the way, but <laughs> I didn't, good. I didn't look at my phone for three days. And I think that's valuable sometimes just to completely shut it off and to get away from it all. Uh, and, and 
I don't know. It was, it was great. I didn't even, I didn't miss it. Didn't think about it. Uh, we we're too busy. And, you know, if I wasn't helping him build, we we're, you know, eating dinner or, or hanging out or, or whatever. So. That's all good. You probably didn't have any closing scheduled for Memorial day. No, nothing too important other than the, uh, the call with you, which is very important, but, uh, we, you know, now we're, we're talking now. So yeah, it's all good. All right. Well, like you mentioned, uh, that, that wasn't even our, our topic for today. We're not uh, at all. Sometimes we get sidetracked, but, uh, so, kind of not fun. sometimes just all the time. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, so we're going to continue the multifamily series. And last week we talked about you know, preparing for a webinar to be able to raise capital uh, for your investment. But uh, the next step that we're going to talk about now is preparing for close and closing. Like what are the steps that you need to take to have a successful closing? Yeah. I mean, so yeah, you, you did that webinar. You probably had that, you know, you had that slide deck, you marketed to your investors and now they start committing to your investment and you know depending on where you're at in your your um, journey maybe that goes quickly investors uh, sign up we have a portal uh, i think we maybe talked about that our, our portal syndic syndication pro syndication pro um and so you know the investors are, are going through the portal we didn't call one investor um we just allowed them to come in which is great in the past, um, you know, especially when I was starting, I would do the webinar and then I would call every single prospective investor or maybe not everyone because some of them would commit right away. But I was on the phone pretty consistently to try to raise that money. So that looks different for everybody. But, um, you know, have that phone call with them or email exchange or whatever. One thing I did is we did this raise. And uh, we got it uh, committed and I sent an email. Hey, congratulations. You know, everything's locked up right now. And you know, thanks for investing, blah, blah, blah. And then I sent another email update and I, I sent that out last uh, for the last time. And, and I just basically gave them an update of what's going on, where we're at with the property, um, you know, when they should expect to wire funds, you know, kind of all their next steps. And then what are our next steps to get to close? So we did this raise, we're, we're ready to go. And now we're getting to closing. So what are the steps you're going to need to take? Well, hopefully you've already engaged with a real estate broker or sorry, not a real estate broker, a mortgage broker or a bank or you know some sort of lender. And uh, if you haven't, you're, you're way behind the eight ball, but hopefully you have. Um, and now you're, you're a big part of your work. In, and we've already done due diligence, by the way, we've, cause we've already talked about that. So we've done due diligence. Uh, again, if you haven't, you're behind the eight ball, you better go do due diligence uh, right now. And, um, but your next kind of steps are to continue. I wouldn't call it due diligence, but to, to continue that process of making sure Files are coming in as needed. And so we probably will have a few outstanding files. Then we have out, up, out, uh, sorry, updated files that we'll need. So updated rent rolls, updated G12s, uh, maybe updated contractor statements, depending on what's going on with the property, um, that type of stuff. Um, you know, maybe tax statements. So, so, so we'll need that. And then it's a lot of communication with the, the lender. 
you know, they're going to want us the appraisal, of course, or we got to coordinate that or help coordinate that. Um, we've got environmental studies. Uh, we've got the survey that the lender is going to typically need. So, and then, you know, they're going to ask for all kinds of documents. Maybe they need phone calls with you to help explain things. We had a phone call with our lender uh, the other week. It was mostly with the lenders, the, the, their lawyer and our lawyer, you know, talking about all the miscellaneous things we need, title company, all the miscellaneous things they need. Um, so just a lot of making sure the pieces are being held together. You're not hands off during this time. It's not, we sign the purchase agreement, we do our raise and we just sit back and relax and watch everything happen. There's a lot of work leading up to this that we've got to really push. And we've got to make sure we're getting documentation and quickly to make sure we're answering questions quickly. We got to sign things that, you know, we, we just had a, an email. Hey, we need this uh, signed. We need your signature on the, the operating statements and blah, blah, blah. And, and that you've looked over it and approve it. Okay. We got to get on that right away. Any delay on our end equals a delay on the closing end. And it usually, if we have a one day delay ends up being mean two to three day delay in the back end. So take your delay and multiply that by two to three. Uh, that's what you're going to get. So make sure you get on it quickly and uh, get things processed because we want to get to closing on time if we can. Uh, that's really important. Yeah, time is ticking. You, you've got a limited amount of time. Sometimes you can extend to closing, but uh, it's best not to. Uh, I know you've been doing this long enough that you kind of have everything in your head of like what to do and when to do it. But for a new person, would you recommend using a checklist of sorts of like, okay, here's when you do this thing and here's when you do that thing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you need to have a due diligence checklist for sure. Um, that That's super vital to have a due diligence and closing checklist. All the steps we need to take. Now, the good thing is most lenders, if they're responsible and good, they're going to have a, let, a checklist for, for you, right? What do you have to provide to them? So we had to provide bios. We had to pro provide all our, you know, taxes and, um, you know, financial statements and, and uh, referral, credit referrals and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Most lenders are, have similar things. So hopefully you will have it, you have it kind of packaged together. I have a Google drive that um, all my documents sit in and I update stuff as I, as I need to. So I can just send that right to the lender. Um, so, you know, again, be prepared for all that stuff understand what they're going to ask for. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've done it enough now to where I still have the checklist though. I go through that checklist every time, but for the most part, I've got it in my head and you know what I need, but prepare prior to, you know, you, you, you're, if you're looking at properties, make sure you understand when you do get this offer accepted, what are the next steps? What are, what's the lender going to require? Cause again, take, if, if it takes me three days to get them something that delays the closing minimum three days, but potentially six days, potentially even longer. Right? So I want to get them information immediately up front. That's why I have that Google drive sitting there. That's why I update it frequently uh, is because I want to make sure they can say, Hey, we need all this stuff. And I go, boom, here it is. And I, I don't have to spend three days finding it all.
And earlier you mentioned your portal, you use Syndication Pro, and I know there's other companies that have portals ready to be made. Uh, you know, if somebody out there is really good at uh, building websites that are going to be secure, you could make your own from scratch. But I kind of like that, uh, you know, portal in the box where it's going to be secure. It's going to have all the stuff that you need to be able to support your investors and uh, manage like distributions and such. And Syndication Pro is, is a good one for that. Uh, what uh, all is included with that portal? Yeah. Um... Boy, I don't know all of it because I'm sure there's more than I, I utilize, but they do ACH uh, transactions. You can push right through your portal. So first of all, you, you know, your investors can go on there. They sign up, they create their account. Could be just prospective investors too. They get a welcome letter right up front. Uh, they get to view your current deals and your past deals. And uh, so they can kind of see what's going on. And then they can click on the deal that you've got and um, push a button that says invest now. They can look at all your PPM and your, you know, your, your slide deck and, and your webinar video and any other pictures and videos or anything else that you put on there. Um, so they can see all the details of the deal, which is great. It's one spot. You don't have to, I used to send an email and then another email and then we had attachments and so easy for people to lose track of that. And now all they have to do is remember a password. And if they forget that they can click, I forgot my password. They don't have to email me back and say, Hey, I can't find that. You know, I must've deleted it on accident. I can't find that file. Can you send me all the information again? And so very, very much hands off for you and a lot more automated uh, allows all the e-sign too. So, you know, our PPM, we've got a subscription agreement that goes with it. Investors can sign it right in there. Uh, and allows me to communicate right through the portal. So, and it emails with it emails to them and then it, it's always there though. They can go back to the portal and they can look, then they can see what their distributions were through the portal. So it's always there and they can track, Oh, this is what's been going on last month. I received this. This is what I received here and here and here and here. So they can always see what's happening, uh, with the property. They can always get the communication. If they miss an email and they're like, hey, you didn't email me last month, you can go, yeah, you know, check, check the portal. It's right there. So it's, in my opinion, just super convenient, costs a little bit extra money. But you can't replace good communication. You just can't. There's no way. Yeah. So it's useful leading up to the closing as well as throughout the life of the property as well. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's so valuable. Uh, one of the things that happened, here's, here's a, a lesson learned on my last deal. I communicated every single month with my investors. But what I would do is it was, I wasn't communicating. I started the investment, not with the portal. I ended up adding the portal, adding that investment to the portal, but wasn't really utilizing it. Um, and so when I was ascending investor uh, updates, I was going into my email and hit reply all. My investors were in a BCC. So they, you know, they're not all in there. Yeah, everybody's privacy is still maintained. Well, send this BCC to my whole list and give them an update. Well, lo and behold, I find out from, you know, one investor is like, Hey, what's going on? I haven't heard from you 
for like six to eight months. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I've been emailing you every single month. No, I haven't received any of your emails. So then I look at my email and I realize somehow, some way, my BCC list, some names got deleted. And I had about five investors that weren't getting any of my emails for like eight months in a row. Oh no. That would not happen if I was communicating directly through the portal. So again, just another reason communication is so valuable. Now, happily, those investors you know, were very understanding. Um, you know, they, they trust me, you know, so it didn't cause, it wasn't big backlash, but I was embarrassed, you know, and I was like, geez, how, how could I have let that happen? Like, but I, it just it was automatically hitting, you know, reply all and didn't, you know, I don't know how it happened, but it happened. And uh, so those investors weren't getting communication. So with uh, doing it through the portal and the investors can see like the whole history of communication yeah. and yeah. review it at their leisure. Yeah, way better, way better. So, so yeah, a um, lot, lot of stuff going on prior to closing. We want to make sure we're communicating with our uh, contractor. You know, right now uh, we're pre-ordering some stuff. We're getting things lined up, ready to go. We're making sure we're going to have all the permits pulled immediately. We, on this property, we did some environmental uh, testing. So we want to test for lead and asbestos. We did that already. Um, you know, luckily found out that we don't have to do anything. So that's, that's like a huge, huge win for us. Um, we're communicating consistently with our property management company. Uh, they're working on hiring the right staff. When we close, we're going to hire new staff on this property. So we're working on them. How do we have the staff in place right away, right away when we close versus waiting and having this odd time where the residents are, aren't being taken care of, you know, so all those things are in the works and, you know, you got to stay, again, you got to stay on top of it. And we have a weekly call with our, our property management company and, you know, go through some of those steps that we're looking for that we need to cover. Um, make sure that everything's moving in the right direction. So communicate with lender, communicate with property manager, communicate with contractors, communicate with investors. We're doing this every single week throughout leading up to the day that we close. Mm -hmm. So really, really, in my opinion, extremely valuable to make sure communicating with all these people, um, especially investors, but, but honestly, every one of them, like we want to, we want this property to perform. And I feel like we end up getting started a lot sooner and have a big leg up when we communicate up front with them. We set up, we're setting expectations out right away, right from the get go, that this is how we do business. And, uh, and I think investors really appreciate it. I think everyone really appreciates it. And I, I've mentioned this before, but when we get investors to commit to our deals, you know, a lot of, a lot of the other people are telling you, oh, you got to raise, you know, one and a half times greater than the amount you need. We need to raise 100% of what we need and that's it. We don't get investors that back out. Matt, anybody that commits 50,000 is investing 50,000. They just are. Um, they, just, they don't back out. And sometimes they want to invest more, you know, so we just don't get people that back out because, and I think a lot of it is because of our communication 
prior to, our expectations during the webinar, and then our communication after. You do allow for a waiting list of people, but we allow for like a waiting list, but we don't ever open it up because we don't need to. We don't, nobody drops out. Yeah. So right now, I mean, we have, we have a waiting list. We have quite a bit of a waiting list, but unfortunately, none of them will get in. Unfortunately, right? Fortunately for us, but unfortunately for them, they won't be able to get in. But then they'll be even more ready for the next deal. They'll be ready for the next deal. Yeah. Now, every once in a while, we, we've had, I think we've had it happen, you know, a, but I can literally, I mean, it's less than, I mean, I, I it's $100,000. Exactly. I know. That's it. Two, two investors. So, um, but that's not important, I guess. That, I, I think the important part that people need to know is that you, you have to communicate. Uh, and you have to be on top of the ball. And the, the process doesn't start on the day of closing. The process starts on the day that you actually sign that purchase to sale agreement. That's when the process starts. And I think so many people think the process starts when they close on the property. And if you wait till you, we close that property, you're way behind already. And you're not doing anybody any justice. That sounds like there's just so many moving pieces with this that if uh, a general partner doesn't know what they're doing or isn't paying attention, that it's easy to miss some important key things. That's why I think it's super valuable to have partners. And I think it's valuable to have the checklist. I think it's valuable to have that open communication uh, because it is easy to miss things. Now, most things aren't going to completely blow up your deal and you can recover from them. But at the same time, let's just let's just be professionals about it. We're trying to run and operate a business. Let's do it right from the get-go. Uh, so this is not, it shouldn't overwhelm people. There's a lot of things, but it's not, it shouldn't, it's not meant to overwhelm you. Um, it's meant to prepare you. Anybody can do this business, honestly. Like mm -hmm. anybody can do it. So it's it's not that it's so overwhelming. They're like, wow, you have to be really smart, really really well prepared. No, you have to be really well prepared. You don't have to be really smart. I'm, I'm not, I'm not the, the, the genius on the block, you know? So, and I know plenty of other people that are not even close <laughs> to being <laughs> the genius on the block that do really well. So, um, once you close on the property, Matt, you know, then the fun begins, uh, then, you'll see the fruits of your labor start. So if you've done your job up to that point, then the execution is a lot easier. You'll see, you know, all that stuff kind of come together. So what does the closing day look like? Uh, hopefully it's uneventful, but typically it's eventful. Uh, <laughs> typically there's a lot of emails back and forth within the last you know, week of closing. It's constant bombardment of emails. Uh, it seems like things are, things were missed uh, somehow, some way. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know what's going on? So it's usually, it's a mad scramble to the finish line. Um, but, you know, eventually we all seem to get through it. Um, you mentioned the extensions. I pre-write my PSA to allow for extensions just so the seller can't cancel. There's usually more earnest money due if we extend but it does give us an extra um, little bit of a timeline. So, you know, anywhere between two to three weeks, we typically give ourselves for an extension. 
um, to allow for, you know, these crazy things that happen to come up, um, depending on the deal and how quickly we said we were going to close, we might even do a couple extensions that we allow for the, the day of closing and, and thereafter, uh, again, it's all about making sure your ducks are in a row, making sure that people are getting started and people are in the right places at the right time. So, um, we have a really strong business plan that we share with our, with our, uh, property management company with our contractors and, and so on, where we should be able to execute that pretty rapidly. Um, and your contractor and your property manager are going to have different business plans too. Fair. Yeah. I think, you know, if uh, people here are, are new to syndication, you know, don't try to do it on your own. You mentioned having partners before yeah. partner with somebody who knows what the heck they're doing to help you get all this stuff organized. Otherwise it's, it can be certainly overwhelming. Well, Matt, look, I mean, if you are doing syndication, you're taking other people's money and you are now responsible for their money. So if you want to take care of your investor's money properly, you need to be set up properly. And that probably means having the right team in place, or that does mean having the right team in place. That means having the right people in the right spots. It doesn't always mean you have to have a partner that takes 50% of the profits or 10% or whatever, or partners, but sometimes it does. You just have to make sure the right people are in the right spots. Because again, if you're taking other people's money, you better be doing it the right way, right? If you're, if you're going to use your own money and that's it, well, I don't care about your own money if, you burn through that. That's fine. Go ahead and be sloppy on your own dime, but don't be sloppy on somebody else's dime. And like you said, anybody can do this business. It's not like the olden days where you had to be born into it or know somebody and, and, you know, get the handshake to be able to join the club. Uh, anybody can start in real estate and, and learn how to do it and make connections to be able to build themselves up to the large multifamily. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why it's now very, uh, I would say high priced, right? The way cap rates have been driven down is because like you said, anybody can do this business now. It's not like the old days where it was a handshake deal or an insider deal or, you know, nobody had access to it. Not now there's, there's a ton of education on this stuff. I mean, I'm doing a podcast right now. You and I are doing a podcast right now. And there's, uh, there's just a ton of education. There's a ton of information out there and, um, you know, which is, which is definitely made it a lot more competitive. So good and bad, but, um, I probably wouldn't have access. You probably wouldn't have access, uh, like we do if it wasn't like this. Yep, exactly. So, well, cool, Matt, anything else we want to talk about for leading up to closing? No, I think that's it for today. Okay. Sounds good, man. Well, Hey, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Thanks. You do. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So 
the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to venturedproperties.com, venturedproperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.